0: Circle centers for Cousins, a shot, and he scores. Dylan Cousins makes it 3-0, left Britcher. Lyra gonna take it
1: coast-to-coast on a backhand, scores! To the blue line, Vandalies, the effort tip, scores! Carson Folk is Mr. Teddy Bear! I'm just... and yes! he scores! It's over, it's over!
0: Game 7, overtime! Wow.
2: Hi, hello, and welcome to the first episode of the WHL Podcast. My name is Zach Hodder. I'm the manager of player development for the Western Hockey League, and your host for this week's edition of the WHL Podcast. Produced out of the WHL office, this podcast is your listening destination for the biggest voices to have come through the Western Hockey League. From current WHL stars to present day NHL superstars, the WHL podcast is set to offer insights into the world of hockey through stories and perspectives shared by some of the biggest and best names from across WHL history. On this week's episode, we're diving into the NHL's return to play and Stanley Cup qualifiers with the likes of Edmonton Oilers forward Leon Dreisaitl, National Predators forward Ryan Johansson, and Colorado Avalanche prospect Bowen Byram. Before we jump into those interviews, let's take a look at what's going on around the Western Hockey League for the week of July 22nd, 2020. Including the three aforementioned players, 141 WHL alumni and players were named to NHL return to play rosters. The Montreal Canadiens led the Eastern Conference with nine WHL alumni, and the Vegas Golden Knights led the Western Conference with 12 WHL alumni, including current Winnipeg Ice Captain Peyton Krebs. Turning back to the Western Hockey League, Moose Jaw Warriors defenseman Damon Hunt and Everett Silvertips forward Gage Gonsalves have been added to Canada's National Junior Team Sport Check Summer Development Camp. Hunt, who spent several months of the season on the IR with a wrist injury, is ranked 25th among North American skaters after posting 15 assists in 28 games with the Warriors. While Gonçalves, who tallied 33 goals and 38 assists for 71 points with the tips, is ranked 80th by NHL Central Scouting. And finally, the Kamloops Blazers have signed their first round pick from the CHL import draft, Viktor Persson. Persson, a defenseman from Sweden, spent last season in the Swedish Super Elite League. For more news, articles, and videos, check out whl.ca, and stay up to date with our social media channels, including Twitter, at the WHL. Are you ready? Let's go! Thank you to Tom Brady, but let's get to it. Our first conversation is with Hart Trophy finalist, former Prince Albert Raider, and former Kelowna Rocket, current Edmonton Oilers forward and assistant captain, Leon Dreisaitl.
1: Morrissey up the middle, Dry with room. Dry he scores! Leon Dry
0: victimized for his first goal, and this time he comes in, passed by Morrissey, a bit of a toe drag, and he
3: places that shot right under the bar on Justin Paul.
2: Hi, I'm here with the NHL's leading scorer from this past season, former Prince Albert Raider and Clone Rocket, Leon Dry uh, Leon, what's it been like to come back uh, to Edmonton with your teammates to get back on the ice, to get back in the gym and to get ready for the qualification round for the NHL playoffs?
3: Yeah, it's been, it's been great, obviously, you know, I think we've all missed it. We've all, uh, you know, had enough time off now from, from hockey and, miss your teammates, miss being on the ice together. So the last couple of days has been, uh, they've been a lot of fun.
2: So what did you do over the the pause to stay in shape, to stay game ready, and to to make sure that when the NHL did come back that you were ready to go firing at the same cylinder as you were during the regular season? Yeah, you
3: obviously uh, try to stay in shape as much as you can. You know, you're obviously a little restrictive in terms of, you know, workout facilities and that and, and that kind of stuff. But um, I think we all did our best to to stay healthy, stay in shape, and you know the way it looks, everyone looks good right now. So everyone took their time to to get ready.
2: Who's come back with uh, anybody got a new flow or a, a great new beard that they grew in yeah, quarantine?
3: We actually got a lot of guys that grew out their hair, and I don't think they've gotten a haircut since. So we got a couple of guys that got a good flow right now.
2: Oh, That's great. Heading into the playoffs that we like to see. Uh, I just want to step back a little bit here. You have a unique uh, story in the fact that you came from Germany. Your dad was a professional player over there as well. And, you know, growing up, in two years' time in the under-16 league, you played 55 games and scored 295 points. So my question for you, and a lot of the the work I do is with young kids who are trying to one day be in the position you're in, is what were you able to do when you were such a dominant player playing overseas to make sure that you were developing at that same level that got you where you are today?
3: Yeah, I think a lot of it comes comes from confidence. Um, you know, we've had great coaches that, you know, recognized their talent and, and put us in those situations where – where we can succeed and, and you know obviously an offensive type of player he, he wants to be on the power play he wants to play a lot of minutes those kind of things and you think our coaches uh, in, in Mannheim blown, did a great job of, of realizing um, you know what type of player you are and, and where are just to, to kind of stick you in, into a lineup so yeah I think uh, like I said skill-wise obviously trying to get better every day day—that that, that's never changed but yeah i think just just a big part is, is the confidence factor
2: speaking yeah. of that confidence and playing for germany now the door is open for for the nhl players to return to the olympics w- what do you think it would mean for the next wave of german players to see yourself and these other young guys that are coming up uh, and are going to be superstars in the nhl one day to watch you guys play and represent your country
3: yeah it's it's huge i think we're all very very happy that um, you know, we got that done and, and we can be part of, of the Olympics for a lot of people or a lot of, a lot of athletes, it's a once in a lifetime thing. So I'm, I'm very excited, uh, you know, hopefully going to stay healthy and, and, um, you know, make it to, to the Olympics in, in two years here. So exciting news. And, and I think it's a, it's a great event to be a part of
2: now. You left Germany to come to Prince Albert, uh, the start of your 17 year old season. What was that decision like for you and what were some of the factors that led you t- to leave home and to travel all the way to Prince Albert, Saskatchewan, which I'm sure is a town that uh, when you hopped off the plane, you still didn't even know where it was?
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me personally, um, the, the decision was pretty pretty simple, pretty easy. You know, For me, it was always I wanted to prove myself and, and um, I wanted to play overseas in, in Canada and I wanted to play against the best best kids that age group. And I think if you ask my mom, it was probably a little harder for her <laughs> during that time. But yeah, I, I loved it. Uh, I loved my two years in PA. I mean, like you said, at the time, I had no idea what, what Prince Albert was. And, um, but, you know, the people there were great. Both family was great. So it was a, a pretty simple and easy uh, uh, situation for me.
2: Now your last year in the Western League you, you ended up playing 37 games with Edmonton and then returned and then you were promptly traded to Kelowna where you went on to play in the Memorial Cup. You're the WHL MVP you're in the playoffs and the Memorial Cup. What was your mindset like? You know you played 37 games in the NHL and now you're coming back to, to junior hockey. Were you motivated to go prove everybody wrong?
3: Yeah definitely. I mean I think you know when you as an 18 year old kid when you when you come to the NHL it's a little bit of an eye opener at first, you know. Um, I mean you, you, you get a lot of points in, in juniors and, and you feel good about yourself and then you get to the NHL and you know the, the level is just completely different and, and um, half the plays, half the things you did in junior, they they just don't work anymore. And um was a little bit of, of an eye-opener, like I said, obviously, but, you know, I thought it was great for me personally to go back and, and rebuild my confidence and play with a great team and, and be around a, a winning organization, and I think that, that helped me a lot in, in the long run.
2: Well, speaking of that, you didn't just go back and be a dominant player. You're also a leader on that Kelowna team, and you're currently uh, one of the assistant captains on the Edmonton Oilers right now what does it mean to be a leader at the nhl level what do guys expect from you and what do you expect from yourself you know to prove every day that you, that you are the one of the leaders of this team
3: yeah i mean i think a lot of it is um you know the way you prepare yourself the way you show up uh, the way you practice it's it's little things right obviously there's there's different personalities there's guys that are going to talk more there's guys that are going to you know, not talk so much, but you can you can always lead by example and always lead in your own way, in in whatever way that is.
2: You know, I have one more question for you. Um, you know, you told me you got to visit uh, Sudbury, Ontario. Uh, it's a lovely town, as you found out, the nickel capital of Canada. But uh, what else did you do to pass your time? Did you get any uh, TV shows or books that you really got into?
3: Yeah, I mean, a lot of puzzles. Not sure how I got into that, but uh, there's a lot of those. Um, and yeah Netflix I think that's that's the same as everyone else pretty much crushed a lot of uh, Netflix shows and, and that kind of stuff so pretty much the same as everyone else
2: well Leon thanks for taking time out of your day today I uh, wish you all the best of luck as you guys head into the playoffs here and I uh, hope you have an extended run and a great time thank you appreciate that Dreisaitl nifty move around the Russian this time Dreisaitl protects it he scores
0: rule number one do not go for the puck. You have to take the body or this is going to happen. And even when you try and take the body, he is strong enough to outwork you, outmaneuver you, and then put it right under the bar in tight. Look at the strength size comes in, that big blade, head up, right under the crossbar.
2: A big thanks to the Edmonton Oilers for setting up that conversation with Leon. Up next, we have Ryan Johansson of the Nashville Predators. Formerly of the Portland Winterhawks, who talks to us about getting the season going and what it's going to be like to enter the bubble back in Edmonton Along the
3: boards, near side Ross. We'll leave that one now for Johansson. Johansson, wide to his left, trying to get past Ferraro. Johansson driving to the front of the Everett goal, back and it's shot off the underside of the crossbar, and it's in. What a move by Ryan Johansson. I'm not sure how he was able to find the back of the net. Just got that one past Ferraro on the backhand from an impossible angle. That looked like it was off the underneath part of the crossbar, but apparently,
2: hi. Uh, I'm talking with water National water Predators water forward, water forward Ryan Johansson. Uh, Ryan, what was the NHL pause like for you, and what'd you get up to during your time at home?
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely quiet, like everyone else. It's a lot of a lot of couch and TV time. Um, Cool. I have a little bit of a backyard set up so I was able to do some stuff out back and whatnot and some house projects and things you never really have time for but other than that, is. It's been pretty low-key, and just just waiting for everything to get uh, solved out a bit here so we can go back to playing.
2: Well, you're back in Nashville with your teammates. Um, you guys are practicing back in the gym, back on the ice. Uh, what's it like to be back around the guys, and has anybody grown a beard or got some flow that they've decided not to chop off since quarantine I got started?
0: This, I got this gross neck beard coming in. <laughs> That's about it. No, it's, it's good being back out there. It's, it's awesome. It's just you feel... You feel like you're back in a normal routine and and uh, just a good sense of of camaraderie every day that that you miss and being with the guys and doing our thing and just just going out and playing and and having fun. So it's uh, it's nice to be be getting back and things to be uh, trending in the normal direction.
2: You know, this is almost like a second training camp for for a lot of teams. Uh, Obviously, you guys started the year with Peter Lively-Led as your coach. Now you have John Mm -hmm. Hines. Is this kind of an opportunity for for you guys to really reset, uh, you know, from where Peter was and just really Mm -hmm. focus on having John as the new coach?
0: It's definitely time. Uh, having more time has has been beneficial for for everyone, including coach and and our guys, and just being being able to be more familiar with everything and and the stuff he's implementing in our group. So we've had a, a lot of good conversations and a, obviously a lot more time than the hectic uh, regular season to to break things down and have a clear mind and and come in here with a fresh start and feel confident about you know every every little thing that we've had more time to go over now.
2: Yeah, well, let's talk about fresh starts and and. Go back a little bit in your journey. Uh, You grew up minor hockey in Port Moody, and then at 16 years old, made the Hickton Bs, a junior A team in the BCHL. And then at 17, you opted to come to the Western Hockey League and the Portland Winterhawks where, I mean, you really exploded into, you know, a top NHL draft prospect and a very dominant player and a promising player. Well, what was that decision like at 16 after playing that season in Penticton and then making the jump to the Western League? This is
0: awfully tough. You sit around and basically in a living room looking at your, your parents and trying to come up with a decision, what's, what's best for, for yourself. and Look at the opportunity you have with the Western Hockey League, and with the timing for me with ownership with Bill Gallagher bringing in Mike Johnson and Travis Green, and the the guys who have been there a little longer with Gustafson and stuff. And and for me, it was it was looking at my parents and saying I, I want to go to Portland. That's that's my gut. That's what it's telling me. And I think that'll be the best opportunity just for myself. As as an individual and you know biggest thing was having the the people I was going to be surrounded with down there and obviously with their track records now and their reputation it was uh it was the best place to be for myself
2: well one of the things that you were was you went from a 17 year old rookie who flourished into an elite level player and then at 18 you were expected to you know maintain and improve but also be a leader Um, Mm -hmm. now in Nashville you've been an assistant captain for the past three years what what does being a leader in the NHL look like and what type of leadership do you pass on to the players around you
0: yeah it's a very fulfilling feeling being counted as a uh, counted on as a leader every day and being a young kid and going through the Western Hockey League and breaking into the NHL you you just try and do the right things over and over to give yourself an opportunity for the, the most success and you know, as the years go by and, and uh, the players you you know, that take you under your wing and, and are role models for you. You you take things every day here and there over the years you try you try and be like those great leaders that, that I've had opportunities to play with. And I've been around some great players and leaders like Nick Fellino and Shea Weber, Mike Fisher, and even our captain now, Yossi. And you're you're just always learning, you're always improving in that area. And you just try and Go, go buy your business day-to-day like those guys did, and you know, because when I was younger and watching them and the way they carried themselves, you that's what you want to be like, and you can, you're continuing to try and find ways to be a good leader and, and uh, represent your team and make your team as good as possible and bring the best out of your teammates. So it's a cool spot to be. It's a lot different than early in the career, nine years in the league now, and, and it's, a, it's a fun spot to be in where you have a big impact on on your younger guys on your team.
2: I know the younger guys like to play a lot of video games. You guys are about to head into the bubble in Edmonton. Uh, what are you going to be bringing with you to pass the time in the hotel?
0: Man, I haven't played video games in ten, over 10 years, and I've been playing that frigging Xbox every day for the last three months. <laughs> it's crazy. I'm right back in it. So I'm definitely bringing an Xbox out there. I got to gotta do something, and I'm sure the most of the group will, will be on the TVs in their rooms getting some matches going and whatever it is. That's
2: awesome. Well, Ryan, uh, all the best to you guys in your your run for the Cup here. I hope you have a great season and and then a great summer, uh, as short or as extended as it's going to be for you. So best of luck and thank you for doing this.
0: Yeah, thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. Take care. Out to
1: the point for Ellis.
0: Towards the net, save made, rebound, bumper back, they score!
1: This is a massive goal here for Ryan Johansson. He gets put with Cole Blackwell, Austin Watson, and he starts the game. This line is responsible for setting the tone. And boy, did Ryan Johansson ever need this one. Look how pumped up he is after he puts that puck in the net. Back
2: to Ryan else. Thank you to the Without National net. Predators for helping us get that set up. Our last interview today is with Vancouver Giants defenseman Bowen Byram. Bowen had a tremendous season with the Giants this year. He represented team canada where he won a gold medal at the world junior championship and he's currently on the colorado avalanches return to play roster he's in denver and that's where i caught up with him
1: colorado avalanche are proud to select from the vancouver giants bone byram big ovation home craft in this city last year led all defense with 26
2: goals all players with 26 points in the playoffs the Blackhawks do not take him. The Abs do, and now the Blackhawks will have to face him in division. Number one defenseman, and he checks every single category necessary to be a number one defenseman. So I'm talking with, with Vancouver Giants defenseman skill, and now Colorado Avalanche he, defenseman he Bowen Byram, who is in Denver, Colorado, preparing for the start of the or the restart of the NHL season. Bowen, what's it been like getting to Colorado, getting with that NHL club, and realistically? trying out again for an opportunity to play in the NHL this season.
1: Yeah. It's been a lot of fun. Um, getting back to Denver. The weather's been really nice. So that's always, that's always good. But yeah, getting on the ice with pro players again, it's been a lot of fun. Um, I think I've learned a lot so far and I've just tried to uh, take it all in and uh, do my, do my best and learn while I'm doing it.
2: You had a tremendous season, obviously going to the world junior championships. What was that like for you? going from the western league to to the world juniors and being asked to play a pretty important role on that team uh, overseas
1: yeah it was a lot of fun i mean i knew a lot of guys on that team pretty well and got to know guys uh a lot of the guys very well as well so um it was a lot of fun i think we were a really tight group and it's obviously uh, a huge tournament i mean everyone grows up watching it so to, to get to play in that and to end up winning it was definitely something pretty crazy. Um, I'm honestly not sure if it's even sunk in yet. So uh, definitely, uh, definitely uh, a very fond memory, something I, something I won't forget. So it was uh, definitely pretty cool. You've had a lot of moments
2: that I think when you finish your career, you'll look back on and say, wow, I can't believe I got to win that or experience that. Just over the last three years, during the break, did you have a, a moment where you really sat down and said, you know, look at what I've accomplished so far, but at the same time, look at how much more I have to accomplish yet.
1: Yeah, for sure. I think, um, that time gave me a little bit of, uh, Time to reflect on myself, um, on my game, where I thought I was at. Obviously, spend some time with uh, my family, who I don't get to see too often. But, yeah, I tried to use that break to kind of um, realize that I've accomplished quite a bit, but also realize that I've got a long way to go to my goal of playing in the NHL, obviously. It was definitely a good time to, to reflect on everything.
2: You're in Denver now, you're with the Avalanche. What's the biggest difference that you've noticed being around these guys, you know, Nathan McKinnon, Miko Renton, and, you know, some of the best players in the NHL. What are you learning from them and, and how is it improving your game being there?
1: Uh, yeah, I think um, it's kind of a cliche to say this, but everyone's just bigger and faster. And uh, it, it's, hard to, uh, it's hard to do a lot of things that I'm used to doing in junior. So it's, it's, it's really good though. Um, I mean, everyone's been really good to me. Um, and obviously, there's a lot of good players on the ice. So it's uh, just pushing me to uh, improve my game and improve who I am as a person. So it's been definitely a good experience being around some personalities, like like you said, um, Nathan McKinnon, Gabriel Landeskog. So as you said, they're incredible players, but they're awesome people as well. So just trying to learn uh, as much as I can from them.
2: You might have the opportunity to travel with the team to Edmonton, potentially get in the game. But outside of the rink, if you are going to go to Edmonton, what are you bringing with you to the bubble?
1: Oh God, I don't know. My PS4 for sure. I know I've been playing quite a bit of that already and I'm not even in the bubble yet. So uh, it's funny. Yeah, I I honestly don't know. I guess some news have come out lately what it's going to be like in the bubble, but I I have no idea. I mean, like, I think they're trying to um, get some activities for the players to do and whatnot. Uh, so hopefully if I end up going, um, I'll have some some things to distract myself with during the uh, long days at the hotel. <laughs> yeah,
2: no kidding. Well, Bowen, I wish you all the best. I hope that you're able to get in the game and help the, help the Avalanche on an extended run here in the playoffs. And congratulations on all your success so far and all the success you'll have in the future.
1: Yeah. Thank you very much. Thanks it for having me. For Hardy, he fanned on his shot. Finding the trailer. Byram. Drag move scores! He does it again! what an uncanny ability to sense the moment dan Owen hardy fanned on the shot in the slot but he had the presence of mind to find byram he sneaks in and an eerily similar goal to the one he scored a night ago Bo knows big goals
2: That is it for the first episode of the WHL podcast. Again, thank you to the Edmonton Oilers, Nashville Predators, and Colorado Avalanche for setting up those interviews. We will be doing this podcast weekly, bringing you interesting stories, personalities, and perspectives from across the Western Hockey League.